We're live streaming. So we're ready to go. Awesome. And, and uh, the, I know you've told it multiple times. I'm sure you probably lost count. But your story, uh, I have a different audience, right? Your story is incredible. You're an incredible person. Thank you. You've gone through what would break 99.99% of anyone out there. And yet you've defied all the odds. You're the Air Force Key Spouse of the Year of... So 2018 Air Force Spouse of the Year. Not Tw- key spouse. Oh, air, my fault. Air, okay. No, that's that's fine. Okay. I, I am a key spouse, but it, the award was for Air Force Spouse of the Year. Air Force Spouse of the Year. Yep, 2018. And I've been following you for a while now, and your energy, your vibrance, uh, the way you tell your story, the acronyms, all mm-hmm. the unique things that make you you, I think is really special. And, and that's why we love having you here. We love when you're here to bring that energy uh, because as soon as you're in the room, everyone Thanks. knows it. I'm sorry, but we... I'm like, loud, I know. When you came in the room the other day for <laughs> registration, I was like, I felt like a Jedi and I could like feel the force. I was like, what is that? There's a disturbance in the force. I love that you say that because when my hair is down and I don't have you know the headphones on, I have the white streak like Rogue from X-Men. Mm-hmm. But Rogue, when she touches someone, she sucks the life right out of them. Right. I want to be the opposite of Rogue. I want to walk into the room and breathe life into people. Because I had people breathe life into me. You say, you know, 99.999% of people would be broken. I'm broken. <laughs> I I am and I very like that broken. And I that you own that part, too. Very broken. Because... You know, we came up in a culture where you had to hide that at all costs. Mm-hmm. And if you hide that long enough, you're not going to recognize yourself in the mirror. Things are going to fall apart eventually. The truth will come out, you know, of how you're feeling and what you're struggling with. Yeah. But it's also very isolating when you're holding all that in and you think you're the only one that's dealing with that. So when you say that, you know, when you admit to the, to the things that you're struggling with or still struggling with, Yet you're still getting out there, putting yourself out there. You're still trying. You're still making an effort. You're still trying to make the world a better place. You're still working on yourself. I think it sends a really big message when you own the things that you're going through. I absolutely agree. Um, I say resilience has three parts to it. One, you got to feel the feelings. You cannot suppress them. Um, When you suppress them... They build up and it's gonna be Mount Vesuvius. Two is bounce back, right? Mm. We, we need to bounce back from whatever 10 out of 10 we've been through. It's not comparing adversities, right? It's we have empathy with each other right. because we've experienced a 10 out of 10. And it could be that very moment that we hit 10 and then it subsides or we can hit 10 and be there for a long time. But we bounce back but the thing with, when I think of bouncing back, I'm older than you. I, I know. I'm 39 plus shipping and handling. <laughs> I'm sticking to that. But, you know, we had Bozo the Clown. It was the blow up. I remember that. You know, with the sand at the bottom. Mm-hmm. And you punched him and he bounced back. Mm-hmm. The difficulty with that is that he was in the same spot. Mm, you was. don't want to stay in the same you want to bounce back and then the third is to move forward right to move forward and we don't do it alone i am still broken 
but I've gotten through things because of my community. I didn't do it by myself. Wow. We aren't made to do life alone. Yeah, we're wired as humans to not do it alone. I've read somewhere. Right. We aren't. But, you know, and, and I say my pronoun is we. Oh, wow. I like that. And if you think about mental illness, mm-hmm. think of the word illness. Hmm. Replace the I with we. Wellness. Oh, dang. Is this the Matrix? <laughs> How'd you do that? How'd I not see that? Bumps. I've got goosebumps. It's the Matrix. But isn't, isn't that amazing? It is. That when we are by ourselves and trying to live life on our own. Yes. It, it doesn't it doesn't always work. It doesn't. I've tried it. It doesn't work. Yeah. And I'm an uber extrovert. I can suck the air right out of an introvert's lungs when I walk into the room. I've got to temper that. But um, when we do life together, we are so much stronger together. Things get done together. I mean, especially in the military. Think the Air Force, right? Mm-hmm. A mission. Um, you don't do it by yourself. It's not no. going to get done. Definitely not. You have to learn to work with others for sure. You right. need to learn to communicate with others. Yeah. You need to learn to hear out other people's ideas and perspectives. It's all very uh, vital to you know having the best option going forward. Mm-hmm. Well, for the mission, for life, right? I, I compare life as an emotional battlefield. And we're, we're wingmen. We're battle buddies. But we don't really know what each other is going through at any one time, you know, mm-hmm. on that field. And so to have empathy, not to be an empath. You know, some people are empaths. They just know, I feel like I'm an empath. My friends call me the emotional support human. <laughs> <laughs> Without the vest that says, do not pet, you know? Oh my goodness. <laughs> but but um, it, it's just having that understanding and noticing. Mm. Um, you, you alluded to my story, so if I can, you know, uh, get into the story a Absolutely. little bit. Absolutely, yeah, let's, let's start with that. Uh, I grew up in the Air Force, moving every two years, and loving it, absolutely. Yes, I remember it, hearing the your world. childhood was, like, awesome, and yeah. all the moving and the adventures. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's coming back to me. Yep. I remember in that. I was, I was a world-class athlete, yes. which was surprising, moving every two years, not having the same coach, and as a golfer and, and a tennis player, and had a massive stroke just before my 16th birthday. Um, and that's when I really understood the power of community. Um, we got embedded in our community every time we moved, and I didn't quite understand as a child why that was so important, although it was a lot of fun. We met mm-hmm. some really neat people. But when, when I had that stroke, and it didn't look like I was going to live, and then the prognosis was if I lived, I would never walk again. Um, it was our community. We had doctors in our community that knew the questions my parents needed to ask. They knew to get me to Wilford Hall in San Antonio from mm-hmm. Germany because it was right after the Beirut bombing of the Marine Corps barracks. So Landstuhl was full with the Marines. Um, but the lessons that I learned during that time that I am stronger than I really think I am, my faith played a huge part in my recovery. Um, and going from and, an athlete to oh, 
not being able to walk. Oh. I mean, I, I broke my heel bone once. <sighs> and I told you I had a problem drinking. Well, mm -hmm. when I broke that heel bone, I was not very, I wasn't res as resilient as I thought. Because right. psychologically, when I, I had this goal of working out and I was doing CrossFit and I was getting fit, I fell off a rope climb, broke my heel bone, mm. and then I just crumbled. Like, not just physically, mentally. Right. Started drinking like crazy, got real swollen and, and heavy, and just beating myself up, just making life astronomically harder for myself. And it was all because I couldn't walk anymore without crutches, and I couldn't emotionally get past that for the longest time. And so, you know, to, to go from what you were to hospitalized, almost losing your life, and then told you're not gonna walk again, you know, as an athlete that's that young, I mean, that's got to be soul crushing. Well, and I think, you know, from hearing your story and all too, um, I relate it to the military when I speak because so many times our identity is based on what we do. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. You probably had your identity based on being fit, you know, being involved. And, and, and I had my identity as an athlete. Right. Um, Think of the maintainers and the defenders and the pilots and, you know, they base their identity on what they do and it's misplaced. And that was one of the lessons I learned. My identity is who I am, my character, intrinsically. I'm a hard worker. I'm hard charging. I was self-disciplined <laughs> You know, but... but I'm kind. I like to think I'm humorous. I, like there's so many but, great things that you lost sight of because it was right. All of that was wrapped up into the athlete. It was because my my life was kind of planned out for me. I had scholarships, um, planning on going on the pro tennis circuit, um, but I was blessed that I had a choice between golf and tennis. Um, I mean, I had it. it I I was on cloud nine. Right. And um, I was born with a malformed vein, so it was going to happen sometime. I am very, very thankful it happened when it did. I was in shape. Um, I was young. The physical therapist who worked with stroke survivors hadn't worked with someone who was 15, 16 years old. Um, and brain surgery, I was a hair model in Germany before that, so that was you know, crushing that they had to shave my head <laughs> to do surgery. But when my hair was growing back, it looked like I slept on a whiteout pen. So that's... And this came from my stroke, and it is my silver lining, Josh. Oh, my gosh. Crappy things happen in life, and I'm like, there is a silver lining. I don't know if I'm ever going to know what that silver lining is. There is a silver lining. And, and I love, now when I was younger, I colored it because it was too young to be gray, but now it's silver. <laughs> but truly, truly, it, it's a daily reminder that, yeah, life may suck at times, but I truly believe that there's a reason for it. And when you bring people with you that understand the suck <laughs> right. and can help lift you up, Absolutely. I love important. your hair, by the way. Thank you. So do I. Yes. It's, it's so you. <laughs> when I see it, I know it's you. Yeah. And it's like Rogue, like you said. Like, who, like, you have that. Like, that's wild. Like, yeah. I thought, you know, before I knew you, you were like 
you know maybe you colored it or you mm-hmm. know but it's naturally like that now which is just is. that's you keep it yeah i, I love absolutely. it i think everyone loves it <laughs> thanks but yeah so there's a lot to your story right so yeah. like the, the childhood you had an mm-hmm. epic childhood the traveling being overseas uh, was it, it your dad that was it. in the military? Yes, he was intel. He was an intel officer, and yes, and so we moved every two years, and Okinawa, and Germany, and Italy, um, all over the states. It was my. I, I like to think that my cultural um, intelligence is pretty high. Yeah, I would um, say so. Yeah, it, it was, was during like your developmental years too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And it was an adventure, absolute adventure. So when I, I ended up getting a full scholarship to the University of Texas because we had lived here in San Antonio. Um, my dad kept his residency. No income tax. <laughs> Smart man. Oh, nice. <laughs> right? uh, and I got a full scholarship because I was quote unquote handicapped um, to the University of Texas. And as an extrovert, I still have to find my community. And the University of Texas in 1985 was uh, the largest university population-wise. But I needed to find my community. I had lived on military installations my entire life. So I hung out at the ROTC building. I spoke the language. Um, So it was no surprise when uh, I joined Angel Flight, which is Silver Wings now, Mm -hmm. uh, for the Air Force ROTC. And I was at a party don't tell my mom, Um, (laughs) my junior year. And there was one person in the room I didn't know, and it just bugged me that that there was one person. So I went right over to him and I said, hi, I'm Kristen Anderson. He said, hi, I'm Don Christie, we can never get married. And I think, what kind of pickup line is that, dude? That's literally what he said. Yes, yes. Five months later, five months later, I had the ring on my finger. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) And became Kristen Christie. but. Um, it was no surprise after growing up in the military that I would marry someone in the military. And he was a missileer, and we went to Grand Forks, North Dakota. And um, just fast forward, got to Colorado Springs, loved the community. Don's career was not going the way he wanted it to, uh, active duty, so he separated. And What, what was his career field? It, well, so he was missileer in Grand Forks okay. and then Space Ops. And then Space Ops, at, okay. Out in Colorado Springs at Falcon Air Station, which is now Shriver, um, oh, out it. there okay. in Colorado Springs. And he was in three stops out there and, and said, this isn't going the way I, I was hoping. But um, he said, there's the Air Force Reserve that I want to join uh, as a traditional reservist. So we found a new community. It was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah the reservists and the guard, they're all, t- they're all very tight knit. Yeah. Very, very different community. And, um, I got right into it as a, a reserve spouse, you know, the, just a reservist mm-hmm. that I've been trying to really advocate that it's not just a reservist, especially our traditional reservists. Um, they have yes. to be as trained, as mission ready, and as certified yeah. as our active duty counterparts. Yeah, they don't. They really don't like getting you know put down for not being active. I, and I know yeah. that because my dad was active guard. Ah, uh, so yeah. he was. Uh, he he was enlisted. He was a senior master sergeant, and then he retired as a major. Oh, okay. So he, he had a thirty yeah. year career. Um, he was also a GS for Andrews for a while. So. Mm-hmm. 
but you know with with him in mind and the guard and a lot of my really really good friends and when i did military funeral honors were reservists mm-hmm. that i could hire mm-hmm. and they were our continuity and they had all these degrees and certifications oh, and, and they were so overqualified that you know there's a, a buddy of mine uh, you know if he watches this jeremy rutherford who was a coder and now he's a professor like doing that but wow. uh he created a database for honor guard that he got to pitch to the pentagon uh-huh. and it got benchmarked in the whole air force it got the approval he sent it out wow. to everyone and uh that's all because he was this insanely talented reservist that brought the continuity as everyone's rotating in and out he was always there so he knew how to create this database so shout out to okay. jeremy rutherford and all of our guard and reservist we love y'all yep absolutely. they're very talented people well and and we all want to serve i'm because of my stroke i'm not able to serve in the military i'm able to serve as a military spouse i serve as a defense contractor um there are so many different ways to serve in the military without taking the oath right um of office i mean all, all you like uh, spouses of the year are like doing amazing <laughs> things like if and anyone we have a is a more leeway with than those of you in uniform right right <laughs> so which is why I'm not wearing one right now. But um, but you guys go above. And, if anyone yeah. deserves to be called an airman, it's y'all. Mm, because thanks. you guys put your heart thanks. and soul into stuff. I went to a spouse uh, like talk at uh, AFA mm-hmm. in like 2019. Mm-hmm. And it went through three spouses and everything they set up at their base. And it was like unreal, yep. like what they did. And I was just like. How is no one else like talking about this? Yeah, like they're not even in the like active duty; they just did it, right? And so, like that was really mind blowing. Like what y'all do? I think it's it's and and I really think that our service members help us find our passion and and let us go for it. So when Don, my first husband, joined the reserve, I got the pink ID card, <laughs> and we got a, a green card. And it was a 12 punch card okay. that we had to take to the commissary. We could go to the commissary as a reservist 12 times a year. And they had to punch our card. For the each one week in a month, we, basically. Well, we could go anytime. But yeah, it was basically for, for the, the reserve drill. Right. Um, and so as a young spouse, I said, wait, you know, I. I'm even a key spouse. I'm not a key spouse one week in a month, 15 days out of the year, right? right. I'm a key spouse. I'm a, I'm a military spouse, 365, 24-7. And so as a young military spouse, I got on the committee, and we advocated for unlimited commissary services for our reservist and guard. Um, and the next year... We got a 24-punch card from the commissary. I can't believe that was a thing. And it was like, like that's horrible. thank you, however, comma. <laughs> so we went back up uh, and advocated, and we got unlimited services. But the, it's not one person who did that, right? It's, it's a group. It's like when I, in 2017, I, I was advocating, and I came with, how can we have a three-digit suicide prevention lifeline? We have a 10-digit number. No one remembers it. I do because I talk about it a lot, but no one remembers this 10-digit number. They remember the last war because it spells talk. But how do we break down those barriers? Um, 
And I just talked about it, talked about it, talked about it. And then the momentum came and people came along and Senator Moran and Senator Gardner from, from Colorado, Mar Moran's from Kansas. Um, it became a bill, it passed the House, it passed the Senate, was signed as an executive order in 2020. So from 2017, when I first mentioned it and started it, to 2020 it was signed and then uh, July 16th of this year it was enacted nationwide. So you had a hand in that? Yes, nationwide. What? 988 is the new suicide prevention lifeline. What a lot of people don't realize is that lifeline, that 10 digit number, which is still active, um, is also the veteran crisis line and the military crisis line. It's the same number of three different names. You just dial one once you're connected to reach someone with the cultural understanding of the military and veteran. So you can do that with 988 as well. As soon as you're connected with 988, you dial one and you reach someone, veteran or military. You can also text to 988 uh, to the number because I, my youngest son turns 27 next month. He'd much rather text than right. Than call, yeah, I think right? that's really There are a important. lot of generation, generations. Well, some people who, just don't they they, they, don't. they feel more comfortable. Yeah. I mean, we've all been there. Mm -hmm. There's been times where I was super angry or upset, and I could I was so upset I couldn't formulate, I couldn't articulate my feelings. Yeah. So it was easier to text. Yeah. Because I could write it out. You know what I mean? Yeah, whatever it takes, right? right. What, what, whatever it takes um, is so important. But that's when we come together and we get shit done. Get shit done. <laughs> Y'all, we're get getting shit, shit done. done. <laughs> she gets shit done. Wow, I can't believe you had a hand Dude, in that so 988 initiative. That's pretty it's, amazing. It's, it's important, you know, and there's so many ideas out there. Think of the FIT, the Fortifying the Forces uh, initiative team. Coming up, I'm, I'm in on the meetings and all, and these amazing ideas are coming through, and not one person can get it through the bureaucracy of right. DOD or, or whatever. Um, but it's keep talking. Keep talking about it. Keep talking about it. And you're going to hit the right person who knows someone who can connect you. That's the beauty of community. Right. It's not about me helping you necessarily, right? Or you helping me. It's someone in my community needs the help of your friend that you're connected to. And we make life better for people. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's important. And, uh, the bureaucracy part is frustrating. And mm -hmm. I told you, my friend Jeremy Ruth for the reservist mm -hmm. with that database took me, he calls me the world's greatest hype man. Because <laughs> I, I knew. Can I hire you? <laughs> 100%. In two years, hit me up. We're, we're going to change the world. But uh, he, I knew the idea was gold. I knew it would change everything for Honor Guard. But I couldn't find a way to make it get sent out. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get the program out. And so I told, I even told Chief Wright, I told mm -hmm. Chief Bass, before she was Chief Master Sergeant of the Air Force, mm -hmm. I told everyone that would listen. I just kept telling everyone. I put it in the Air Force, like, spark tank idea competition. Yep. I put it in that. I put it, I just kept putting it out there, putting it out there, putting it out there. And then here's how it actually worked. Mm -hmm. Because we were, like, the leading base honor guard at that point, I got invited personally to go TDY to rewrite the AFI. 
I sent Jeremy Rutherford with his laptop to show them this is the database that we need to get out there as he's rewriting the AFI with them. Once they saw it, they were sold. That yeah. was it. So it's, it's funny you mentioned that. Um, if any of, of your viewers are here at AFSA, um, so AMC received a grant from AFWorks to do virtual reality suicide prevention and, and SAPR training. And so I was involved in that in the spouse to military member uh, suicide prevention. And so now everywhere I travel, I bring two headsets. Are you for with real? Me, two VR headsets. So I, if you want to no, see I've, it. I've wanted to, to know what that's like because I've read about it. It's amazing. I need to see that for real. It is absolutely amazing because my aura ring, when I was interacting with the actor, um, said that my heart rate went up. The beauty of this is you actually have to say out loud, are you thinking of suicide? Wow. I got, and, I which is hard, yeah. which is hard for people. We say it's a tough conversation. It's not tough. It's just untrained. So, so back to my story real quick, in case your viewers and your listeners mm -hmm. don't know my story, why am I so involved with suicide prevention? Yes. Right. Why That's am I so asking. passionate right. about this? Um, so Don, after he became a reservist, he was traditional at first and then went full-time, and he became a squadron commander of 19 SOPs at Schriever. They are the reserve um, component to two SOPs that runs the GPS. Gotcha. Uh, and it was the largest reserve unit in all of Air Force Reserve Command. Uh, and in 2003, he came home and he said, I've been tasked with getting volunteers to go to Baghdad for a four-and-a-half-month deployment, and he didn't feel right asking for volunteers unless his name was at the top of the list. True yes. leader, right? Yeah, and, a leader and, says, let's go. It's a manager, right. supervisor that says go. He said, let's go. He was the only one chosen. Oh, wow. Uh, and in April of 2004, he went to Baghdad. He was second in command at the Baghdad airport, Four and a half months seem like a long time to us. Th those of your listeners and, and viewers who've experienced a deployment, maybe not on your side, I don't know. I, I don't know what a deployment on that side is. Um, it went by fast, it went by really slow. Um, and at that point, we didn't have Skype, we didn't have, you know, we couldn't really communicate with him other than email. And he would tell us about you know, the Secretary of Defense Rumsfeld coming through on the tarmac. He was, you know, second in command of the airport. He came home with the Bronze Star. And as a military spouse who's very involved in the military and his career, I know you don't earn it by having Toby Keith take a nap on your office couch when he was through on a USO tour. And Don didn't really talk about it, but that glint in his eye was missing. You knew something when he was came off. Out, I knew it. Do you we, think he was vulnerable before he even left? Yes. So he already yes. wasn't in the best shape mentally. Yeah, I, you know, but but he was a good leader. I I want to emphasize that, yeah. right? He was, he was a great leader. Everyone will tell you that. Um, I I don't know because I don't know exactly what he went through. I, but as a spouse and. And I will tell you, our military community is great about pre-deployment, during deployment, you know, post-deployment, 
briefings and all that and listening to that I did not give Don the finances as soon as he came home right he he was doing the finances before I took him over I didn't give them back to him right away they they talk about that let them reintegrate and all but Don had a really tough time reintegrating and um, I tried the the best that I could with the resources that I had I found a counselor to see him kind of under the table, if you will. This was in, he came back in 2004, um, but he, he was worried about his clearance and his so job. if he got help, he couldn't do it officially, basically? Right, okay. right. Uh, he, he was a major when he was a squadron commander, made lieutenant colonel below the zone. He was on a fast track tra trajectory, and we got picked up for, he got picked up for Army War College. And so, which is a big deal for promotion. Huge, yeah. huge. Um, my dad went to Air War College, so at, you know our family went to Maxwell. So um, in the reserve back then, you could pretty much homestead. I've known reservists who have spent twenty years in the same same place. Absolutely. We had built a custom home. We had planned on doing that, but the his the trajectory of his career was was going. And they said that our follow-on was at the Pentagon. So we sold our custom home in Colorado Springs. We moved to Carlisle. I thought this was going to be our saving grace. Because we had so much fun at Air War College down yeah. in Maxwell that year. I mean, that was one of my favorite memories from growing up. And I thought this would be great. And, and it was. We met amazing people that are still part of our community now. And um, Don really his relationship with our two boys was getting better. Our marriage was still pretty broken. Um, and just before graduation, they said, nope, we need you at Air Force Base Command back in Colorado Springs, not going to the Pentagon. So we went back to Colorado Springs. And it's really tough when you're in a mindset that you're leaving a community, you've got new chapters to write in a different place. Not that you leave your friends and, and people, but um, it, was, it was hard moving back after 11 months. Um, and a year later, Don took his life three days before he was to pin on Colonel. Oh my God. Um, our boys were 12 and 14. I remember when, they, when I received the notification all I could think of was my poor boys, my poor boys. Um, and I remember, one, I saw what catatonic really means. And when my oldest son finally talked, he said, Mom, why didn't he love us enough? Oh, that's like the hardest thing you could ever hear. I can't, I, I, 14 years later, I still don't have an answer. I don't have an answer. Oh my goodness. So um, that's why I'm passionate about suicide prevention. Um, research has said, so finances, relationship, and legal issues are the top three reasons um, for, for suicide. Um, and we pretty much, well, we had all three. I'm not gonna go into everything, but, um, <clears throat> And it was, it was tough. My youngest son, I found a letter that he wrote to his dad 
that said, I know that if I had played football better, that mm. you would have stayed. You know, so this these is things insanely that, traumatic, like life-altering. Life is never going to be the absolutely. same. There's life before yep. the event, and then yep. there's life after, and they're two completely different. Abs- absolutely changed forever. Both of our kids attempted suicide. Um, my oldest has been missing for 2,519 days today. September oh 20th of 2015 is the last time I saw him. And that was in due in part to the suicide. The suicide, from what I understand from his doctors, triggered bipolar in him early. He was 16 when he was diagnosed. He was 15 when Don died. Um, and bipolar, schizophrenia, a lot of those mental um, illnesses present themselves in the mid early to mid-20s. So I think, just as a mom, I'm not a counselor, um, that uh, if he had had those few years to mature before it presented, maybe things wouldn't have gone so south for him. But our youngest son attempted on his 20th birthday, eight years after Don died. and uh, It's like you just can't escape it. You mm-hmm. know, it's just that trauma is just lingering. I was on suicide watch all the time. And even now, so Ben, my youngest, is a government employee at Edwards Air Force Base. Uh, he turns 27 in September. He's doing great. I am so proud of that kid. Um, but, like I said, he likes to text. When he calls, mm-hmm. I kind of, mm, my shoulders kind of go up to my earlobes and I'm, I'm worried that something's wrong. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah like it's a, it's a, it's a. You know, he calls when something when he needs yeah. help, right? So, so this voicemail, I, I will tell you. So I've done over three hundred and fifty presentations to more than three hundred thousand people, mainly military. Mm-hmm. That's where my heart is, right? Yeah. we've got to talk about the aftermath. We don't talk about the aftermath. Don felt like he was a burden. Well, let me tell you, and if any of your viewers and listeners feel like they're a burden, I hope that someone in their life tells them they are not a burden. It's even more burdensome afterwards. What's left behind um, is, is, well, the voicemail. Yes. I will send you the voicemail. Okay. And then I, I can play it on the... Please play it. Please yeah. edit it in. <clears throat> And please play that, knowing that the voicemail is from... Is it on your phone? Because uh, you, I mean, technically you could play it. It is. Uh, yeah. On speaker. Can you hold that for me? Yes. Thank you. Yeah, I can, I might get emotional, but that's, that's okay. That's what it's all, all about. Some days right. I'm more emotional than other days, and... Um, it just it depends on on what's going on but there is healing for me when i get the opportunity not i have to right it's i get the opportunity to talk about our family story and um it's it's amazing so i listened to you the shadows podcast with Trip Bodenheimer that you did. Yeah. And that was the first time I, I heard your story personally. And and then I listened to a, a lot of other episodes from them too. And, and Trip actually brought up a story that I told him about you in another episode, which is I was on a run. And when I got to the voicemail, I had to stop. You were the person. He didn't tell me a name. 
That was me. He didn't tell me a name. Yes, that was me. I had I literally couldn't finish the run. I just had to like oh. I walked back and you know, it was just there was a lot. It was a lot to like think about, you know, and putting myself in his shoes and yeah, it was just it was uh you, you guys have been through a lot. Yeah, um, and I'm so thankful that Ben allows me to use that voicemail. Um, at first, he didn't because he was embarrassed. Right. The shame and the guilt. Like, I didn't talk about our story for 10 years Wow. because of the shame and the guilt that I felt. I failed as a spouse, and then I fail as a mother. I Who wants to put their failure out there? Right. Right? But FAIL, I talk in acronyms, FAIL stands for first attempt in learning or further attempt in learning. And, yes. And I can help be a tutor for those going through life's tests. Yes, I mean, you, we, we're going to fail. We're going to fall on our face. and It's going to happen. We're human. Um, I think what you do afterwards with it is is what counts and I think you taking your story and doing what you're doing now with it I mean I think there's a lot of people who are thankful for what you're doing thanks absolutely thanks. It, it's um divine intervention however you want to call it but just when I think oh, am I doing what I'm supposed to do you know a career is what we're made for or paid for a calling is what we're made for. And I feel like this is my calling. It is. But when I'm tired, when I'm, ah, when, when I'm, I've got those self-doubts, and then someone comes up to me just out of the blue and says, can I give you a hug? Because I heard you speak four years ago, four years ago. Wow. And I, they still remember that. So I have the voicemail. All right. Can I go ahead and play that? I'm yes, gonna... and you can hear it on your headphones, how it'll sound. Okay. All right, so this voicemail that I'm going to play is our youngest son, Ben, the one who's stationed at Edwards now. On his 20th birthday, he was at the University of Arizona in Tucson. Um, and this is, hopefully it comes, oh, we. I'm not okay. I'm not okay right now, Mom. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my god, that Mommy? is just brutal. Can Mommy? I give you a hug? Yes, absolutely. It's Thanks. hard. It's hard to hear. It, it I know. It is, but I, I play it every time because that is what's saving lives. It's giving people the understanding of what's left behind. No, I I, I never knew the. I, I've done funeral honors, and, yeah. and unfortunately, a, a, a handful were suicides, and you know, I never saw the after that funeral. I don't know right. what happens. I don't know what that family's going through. I don't. I don't know what that looks like. And so when I heard that. It, it broke my heart because I, I know, like, the, the damage that's left behind is just insurmountable. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could hear it in his voice. You mm -hmm. could hear the pain. It's like his soul is crying, you know. And the abandonment. Yeah. It, you know, it's, um, he feels so abandoned and still does, you know. He's got a serious girlfriend. I, I imagine that they may get engaged and his dad's not going to be there for the... So it's like there's so many reminders, milestones, right? That, milestones and anniversaries and birthdays. Yes, and yes. there's just a lot of reminders of yeah. that person not being in our, in our lives anymore. Right. So in, in fact, I mean, little things too. the sound of a doorbell. Really? The doorbell rang when we were notified. Mm. So now I have a doorbell ring that's ho, ho, ho. It's Santa going ho, ho, ho. Really? So, I mean, because who it's, it doesn't love you. Christmas, right? Yeah. Everyone loves it. It makes you smile right. and all that. Uh, but the sound of a doorbell. I will tell you, um, I moved to Dawn's side of the bed. Uh, just like George Burns did when Gracie Allen died. You know, the... the um, uh, movie stars from long ago, but he had mentioned he did that. I even brushed my teeth with Don's toothbrush. I know it sounds gross to a lot of people, but it was, I just wanted to stay close. I paid for his cell phone for a year after he died so I could call it and hear his voicemail. His voice. Wow. You're just holding on. Holding you know, on. Any way you could to hold yeah. on to the memory. Yep. the life you had before and and to try and and think he he loved me you know he um he didn't want to abandon us it's uh, i just trying to understand what he went through and i'll never understand it you don't and have an answer there was no was there a letter was there, there were seven letters there seven. not a single question that we had was answered wow not a single question um, so it, it's uh, all this to say, okay, I, I, we've gotten low. Now we're going to get high, the legal high, federally legal. Yeah. Let's legally, <laughs> yeah, legal let's legally high. bring that high right? back up. Let, let's, let's come back up. Let's bring the vibra vibration up. Um, but now people understand why I'm so passionate about yes. this, why yes. I'm so passionate that we need to show up for each other, right? Not just physically, mm -hmm. but text messages I every morning I wake up and I randomly it it's like the slot machine at Las Vegas I randomly scroll through my contact list yeah and I'll I'll stop on a name and I'll text them hey it's Kristen Christie I always put my name in it in 
in there or end it with my name in case they don't have my contact right. in their phone. Um, hey, it's Kristen Christie. I was thinking of you today. What made you smile yesterday? Yeah, I love that. Because we never some, take time to do that. Enough. We don't. We really don't. But you're showing up that way. Definitely. Right? You're showing up that way. And the reason why I ask what made you smile yesterday is sometimes you have to dig deep to find something good. And I don't want the, I want them to think about the day before. I don't want them to come back and say, well, your text message might, made me smile. It's not about me, right? It's about them and really thinking about what made them smile yesterday. Sometimes you have to dig deep. Definitely. Um, it's that silver lining. Right. What, what's yes. the silver lining? Sometimes you have to dig deep. My wallet and car keys were stolen out of my purse at Don's funeral. You're kidding me. No, my purse was in the back. Who of, does that? I exactly, exactly. Oh my gosh. And it, I, it was. I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, silver lining. Dig deep. You know, gotta dig deep. I had lost fifty pounds in the last six months, and had a great haircut i did not have to lie on my new driver's license about my weight and i had a great photo <laughs> i mean that's digging deep right you got to dig deep for something like that but i i but what you're else forcing is yourself, a silver lining yeah, right so, you have to force yourself to yeah, find a silver lining definitely um so it's it's connecting with people that way i do that uh to two people randomly i randomly texted my plumber and he said, uh, Kristen, I think you have the wrong number. And I said, oh, no, Steve, I appreciate you <laughs> because you do things that I don't want to do. You blew his mind Steve, that day. That's probably never happened to him in his life. Uh, we had, we had uh, someone come. I think they were doing road work on, this, on our street. And he worked for utilities, young guy, very young guy, in his 20s. Um, he came to the door because they were they were looking for lines, right? The the gas lines and electrical lines before they started, um, before they started digging up the street. And he just didn't look happy. And so I went into my mom mode. <laughs> <laughs> and I gave him, I, I also uh, have created National Resilience Day. It's March, March 4th. 4th. March because 4th and Conquer. March 4th and Conquer. March 4th and Conquer. <laughs> hey, you remember that? March 4th. March 4th and Conquer. Your That's my disappointments. Guy right there. Your <laughs> that guy's amazing, by the way. Incredible we guy. Yes, we hugged. I was here working but, on my equipment all night because it broke. Uh -oh. I was here until midnight and all we did was talk all night. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Great dude right there. Community. Community, yes. right? So March 4th and conquer your disappointments, your insecurities, your self-limiting beliefs, <laughs> your adversities. Well, I had car magnets made because, you know, it's not real unless you have car magnets. <laughs> Is that the standard car magnets? I don't know. I don't That's know. That's what makes it real? That or Facebook. Um, <laughs> so I gave him a car magnet, and the car magnet says, I am resilient. And the beautiful thing with that is if you do have it on your car, someone's going to read it. What is their brain telling them? You just gave them that internal I dialogue. am resilient. Yes. I gave that to him, and he broke down in tears. He gave me a hug. He told me his story. He um, was wow. medically discharged from the Army, went through some shit, right, in, in Iraq in, mm -hmm. or Afghanistan. And he's like, I have been struggling. And 
I was able to get him some resources. That's, that's just noticing. That's showing up for people. Doing something, not saying something. It's okay to say, I don't have the words for you right now. Right. Because a lot of times we want to try and fix things. Yeah, we're, right? we're struggling to fix it when yeah. When you can just be there, just show up. Yeah. And be there for them. Uh, yeah, absolutely. A, a friend of mine, um, she said, we're going to set the table every night with three extra plates for me and the boys. She said, you can come over for dinner or you don't have to come over for dinner. You don't have to call ahead of time. Just show up. That's wow. showing up. That's doing something, yeah, that's, right? Yes. And we took her up on it. Oh, wow. And then being intentional and that whole text messaging. Yeah. It's not an uncomfortable phone call or anything like that. A text is so easy, but I do that twice a day. Um, I hope and, I get one. I, oh, uh, well, now you're in my phone. Yes. <laughs> yes, you will. Let me get, let me get that text. Yes, you will. My phone number is 620-304 for March 4th. Ah. Hope, 4673. Text me. It's my Google number. Text me. I'll put you in my Rolodex. If I can do anything for you, for your listeners, for your viewers, um, seriously. I, and if you just want to be in the random to get a text message. And you know what made you smile yesterday? Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I saw I saw that you had that number, and I was like, "How did you do that? Yeah, what, how did you make grace that? of God?" I it's a Wichita, Kansas uh, area code, and I've never lived in Wichita, Kansas, but I was able to go. It's through phone.com, like a Google number. Gotcha. And I was able to put three zero four hope, and then that was the only number that came up. So wow. I was able to do that. Yeah. It was just that one for yeah. you. You got it. You yeah. got it. Yeah, I love March, so March 4th, 4th and Conquer. Yeah. That's really cool. So It's very I, catchy. So I was really close in 2020 getting it signed as an executive order. But we all know what happened in 2020. Luckily, it's in our hindsight. But um, I went to the State of the Union in 2020. Oh, wow. Uh, when Nancy Pelosi ripped... Trump's speech. You should have heard the whole gap, the whole Wait, you gallery. Were there in person? I was. That's wild. Yeah, I was. I was sitting just left to. That's like a movie or the something. The general, the the Tuskegee Airmen, who just recently passed away, mm. who was honored. Um, yeah, it was. It was pretty damn cool. Um, so it's very close in 2020, and then with the new administration trying to get it, I'm I'm still going after it. So I don't take no for an answer. Got it noted. When you're on it, that's it. It's over. It, it's I'm like a bulldog, you know, or yeah. a pit bull or whatever. Um, but now I'm also working to have have it go through the UN to become a World Resilience Day. Oh, wow. Doesn't the world need resiliency? Absolutely. The whole entire world. Yes. On March 4th. Yes. <laughs> so, so I... This is the funniest thing because I just happened to look up how do you get a world day. Um, so you started researching. I started researching. How do you get a world day? And they said it has to go through the UN. It has to be through a member nation. Well, the U.S. is a member nation. Well, one of the UN ambassador or the U.S. ambassadors to the UN graduated from the University of Texas. Hope oh, them. 
and that's our connection. Oh, nice. So I'm I'm writing him. My mom, fantastic woman. She passed away in 2016 before kind of all all of these wonderful things that that uh, um, you know are happening, and I. I hope that she's proud. I'm, I'm sure she is. But um, she was a, just a fantastic woman, fantastic military spouse, great role model. But we always grew up with the mantra, if you don't ask, the answer is always no. I've been hearing that a lot lately. If you ask, you have a chance. If you yeah. have a chance, take it. If it changes your life or someone else's life, let it. I, I think that needs to be... You know, definitely said because again, like I, I believe in signs and things like that. Yes. Uh, and feelings and, and coincidences. Yeah. I believe in all that um, because I've seen it. Yeah. You know, and I have heard that. Well, like I got here by a miracle, right? Like a lot of work, a lot of work, and a lot of asking the right people. But again, right. and community. I had to ask. Yes. I asked. I started here. Right. And I ended here and then it worked up here. Yes. But I've been hearing that line so much yeah. since I've been here, and it's just had me reflecting on on yeah. me getting to this trip. Yeah. And oh my goodness, a lot. Of, I mean, we're afraid to ask sometimes. You know what I mean? We're afraid. We're afraid to ask. We're afraid to hear no, and we end up letting yep. the moment pass, the opportunity pass. Well, and I th I think it was General Goldfein that had once said when he was the chief that. Typically, people hear 15 no's before something happens. But as human beings, we usually stop at three no's. Okay, so when you were a kid, when you were kids, um, what did you do if one parent said no? Went to the other. Uh-huh. You found the next opportunity. No stands for next opportunity. Oh, it's wow. an acronym. Now, caveat, no means no when it comes to your body. Right. No question. Definitely. But as a leader, as a, a, a supervisor, as a parent, when you have to tell someone no, we don't know what they're battling in their life on this emotional battlefield. And sometimes that airman or that guardian or soldier, um, that no is a gut punch. Yeah. An absolute gut punch. 100%. So as a leader, when you have to say no, they have to change their MOS or the AFSC or, you know, SFSC. Help them find their next opportunity. Just don't say no. Say no to this. There's something better out there for you, right? Whether, whether you believe in God or the universe or whatever, there is something better out there. We are not put on this earth to be mediocre. There is always something better out there for us, and it's our choice. In my logo, I have exclamation points. So besides being a human, ex, uh, a human, uh, an emotional support human, mm -hmm. my friends also call me the uh, human exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> You've got so many things I've never heard in my life. You've said so many things. Exclamation. So in my logo, I have the exclamation point. And I use that because on my tombstone, I want my birth date and my death date with an exclamation point in between. Oh, wow. I want to live my life. Yeah. Um, to the fullest. To the fullest, to the benefit of others. Because when, when I can serve others, oh, I, I feel so good.
My yes. brokenness isn't as as broken. Um, serving others heals. Um, it's that gratitude, that purpose. It is it's filling you up. That 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 call. It's filling your cup. Yep, I say we we need to give of our overflow, not of our overwhelm. Have you ever given of your overwhelm before? Definitely, I'm a uh-huh. master sergeant. Yeah, and <laughs> and how good is that overwhelm that you give? It ain't pretty. No, nope. <laughs> I've done it too. It's not pretty. But when you give of your overflow, what's in your cup is for you and your family. And any overflow you can give to other people. It's like um, we were talking earlier about the acronym FLY. First, love yourself. yourself. Yep. Right? It's that self-care. It's not selfish. I played golf this morning in the golf tournament here at AFSA. Golf is my go-to. That is my self-care. I have a blast on the golf course. I'm a hit and giggler. The more I hit, the more I giggled. And I will tell you today, I giggled a lot. <laughs> but but first, love yourself. What recharges you? Right. What is it that recharges you? It's different for everyone else. Definitely. But when you can fly, then you can fight and win. Oh my gosh. I, right? That's the foundation. When you can fly, then you can fight and win. Exactly. On this battlefield, in the mission field, it, you know, in in your career, I've got to come up with something for Space Force. But yeah, that's my Air Force go-to. No, I love <laughs> when that. When you can fly, you can fight and win. Yeah, well, you but gotta isn't first that love true? yourself. Oh my gosh, yeah. it's so true. Um, I told you I used to, you know, I had a problem with drinking. Yeah. Not, not, and I don't have a problem seeing it or or any Other sort people. of. It's nothing like that. It, it's weird, right? It was like that was my coping medication. You know what I mean? Yeah, self-medication. That, that, that's a lot. I, I didn't have the tools to get through things. You know, I didn't know how to handle life. Yeah. And it was really hard for me. Um, and so my self-care is not drinking at all. And I, and I know that's not for everyone. Um, but I'm, I'm like one or the other. I, 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 I don't mm. like gray areas. Sure. And so my brain operates with one or the other typically. So I've, cu- I've chose to t- cut it out of my life. So my part of a big part of my self-care is I haven't drank in four years. Congratulations. Thank you. And I would not be doing this podcast had I kept drinking because like I was telling you, the drinking was putting my growth on pause. Mm-hmm. It put my life on pause. But I was getting older. I was, I was, you know, I started to not recognize myself in the mirror. You know, I was getting older and older and, and more broke and no education and, mm. and losing friendships. And it just started dwindling. And, and you had a family, not, right? Did you have a family then? At that point, at my worst point, no. Okay. No, okay. I waited. I waited. Okay. Uh, I waited till I wasn't trying to put that on any child. Okay. Okay. <laughs> a big part of why I stopped is my children. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think my the point where I knew I had to stop was I wasn't like a really bad alcoholic at this point when my wife was pregnant. I was still not drinking for the right reasons, I would say. Mm-hmm. And I remember one night I was drinking... Uh, and I made like this big plate of food and it, it made me like disoriented, you know, being drunk and carrying, trying to balance this food. And I dropped it and mm. smashed it all over the ground. And I thought, you know, this could be my kid. <laughs> you know, once I have this baby, that could, that could be my baby because I'm drunk and I can't carry this child. And I was like, mm. I can't, I can't do this. Um, and then Did what, you do it on your own? Yes. You did it all on your own. Yes. Yep. Uh, I did it on my own through, well, let me backtrack. Yeah. I did it from, 
I guess I didn't do it on my own. <laughs> I keep, I see where you're going. The, yep, thank you. I see where you're going. <laughs> I like, see where you're going. That's not the answer I was looking for. I, when I say I did it on my no, own, I mean I didn't you get like treatment or anything. Right. Uh, but where where I didn't do it on my own was I finally had purpose and love, mm-hmm. and I had so much purpose and love in my life that I went to drink to celebrate one night. And I was like, I'm so happy that I don't need this drink to make me more happy. Yeah. And it was it was that moment that it stopped from that point on. Oh, yes. Proud of you. Proud I appreciate of you. that. Yeah. It's your community, right? Whether that's your wife, mm-hmm. um, work, your kids, what whatever that is. But very proud of you. It's part of that is knowing yourself. Definitely. Right? Absolutely. And really some introspection and introspection on that to to figure out. Yep, and um, uh you, you can't do that when you're you know, you're treating yourself like crap. Right. You know, you have to take care of yourself and, and really face some challenges. You know, if you have something if some baggage like that and you wanna better yourself, that's not easy. Right. That's why most people don't do it. You know what I mean? because it's hard right it 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 is but it's easier when we're together Mm -hmm. you know we talked about this earlier mental illness yes right the word illness Mm i-l-l-n-e-s-s if you take the i out of illness and you replace it with we yes it becomes wellness absolutely w-e-l-l-n-e-s-s if you do it on your own it's so hard and a lot of times we don't have the self-discipline but when we come together as a community there's this wellness aspect this healthy aspect of getting over adversities that 10 out of 10 on the pain scale absolutely doing it together that's what you did yeah yeah oh i i yeah definitely did not do it on my own right yeah i there were times where I couldn't get my ass out of bed to take the boys to school. And finally my friends came over and they didn't take the boys to school. Really? They came and made me get out of bed to take the boys oh, to school. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's right? tough when you hit that point of depression where you have no energy. That, yep. I think that's one of the most crippling feelings uh, I've ever experienced. And so I'm sure with what you went through and, and not being able to get out of bed to, to do what you're supposed to do because you just don't have the energy. Yeah. Like the brain chemicals that allow you to be productive are gone. You know what I mean? Yep. And yep. so that is that is so Absolutely. painful to be in that space. Yeah. Did, did that help you when they came over? And Oh, I was I was angry with them. You were <laughs> fighting like, them no, tooth and nail. I, I was, but I'm but they could have come over and just taken the boys to school and let me be, right? But they didn't. They wanted to see me in a healthy spot. Um, and so they really okay, at that time they were nagging, but you know, really encouraging me mm-hmm. to to get healthy and um, because we went through other stuff that I won't get into after the you know part of the aftermath that was mm-hmm. even debil- debilitating um, in that aspect too but it was uh, it was finally friends of mine that just saw so much more potential in me than I saw in myself because really I thought I if I wanted to have influence I needed to be with someone who had influence. I mean, Don was a lieutenant colonel. 
very well respected in the reserve community and in the Colorado Springs community. And I felt like I needed to be with someone to have that sphere of influence. And it was four friends of mine that, that said, what are you talking about? You can be the colonel, you can be the DV, you can be the sphere of influence. And it was an aha moment for me. Um, and that's when I joined AFA again. And I got involved in the chapter, the third largest chapter in all of AFA. And within six months, they said, would you be our vice president and then take over the presidency? Oh, my goodness. So I did vice president for two years and then president for two years. And we were winning awards and one of the most active uh, uh, Air Force Association chapters. And then I got involved with the Military Affairs Council in Colorado Springs and getting involved in that. And that's an organization through the Chamber of Commerce. And we are the go-to for the five military bases in Colorado Springs when they need things. Um, and after a while, they came to me and said, would you be our vice president? And it's a two-year or one-year term. And then you would be president after that. And and I was the, the first military spouse and first woman in 78 years oh my to gosh. be the you know but and and actually the first time I was invited to a change of command and the chair said Miss Christie DV oh snap. I took a picture and I sent it to my four friends hey, and I said I'm gonna because give you a round of you. applause <laughs> I'm, yeah, that's well, what, you hear that thank you yes <laughs> no but it's just it, it took my community and my friends to help me realize, help me find my potential so I can make a difference because they knew that for me to have a purpose and a passion, and I think that's what our veteran community needs to, and our military community, um, to find that purpose and that passion and how you get at it and, and how you find it. It's so important. It it's is. It's so important. I, you, you got to, you got to, you got to get out of your comfort zone. Yep. I mean, I, I can't tell yep. you how many years I was locked, paralyzed in fear. So f that is, fear and comfort zone uh -huh. are, are synonymous, right? It's, mm -hmm. it's the, when you overcome your fear, then you get outside your comfort zone and that's when growth happens. And so I don't talk about being fearless, one word. I talk about fearing less, two words, fear less. Wow. Because you need, think of your comfort zone as your escape room. Right. And when you can get outside that comfort zone together with someone, right? Have people help you get over that fear. Fear stands for false evidence appearing real. There are some other acronyms in meetings. You, you got know, some like fire acronyms. F everything and run. How, how have you <laughs> or, not like written Air Force doctrine? <laughs> With the acronym game like that. So as a proposal manager for a defense contractor, you know, we would have a, a happy hour, happy hours uh, sometimes after submitting a proposal. And I would take the acronym list and put it in a fishbowl. Mm -hmm. Just the acronyms, not the, the meaning, like DOD, Department of Defense, and um, but we would pick out acronyms from the fishbowl when we were having the the party and we would have to come up with our own acronyms. I love that. 
<laughs> I bet you destroyed that game, by the way. So There's much probably... fun. So I am writing a book on the acronyms. Yes. Um, and uh, uh, I want it's a signed a lot copy. Of fun. I want the book. Absolutely. Please write it. Absolutely. No, it's it's just a mindset change. When a lot of my friends, when they hear no, they think next opportunity. It really, truly is a mindset change for them. Wow. So it's changing your perspective like, yes. and changing that that dialogue, that internal dialogue that is more powerful than we realize. Mm -hmm. And if you could change that, which it sounds like you're hacking the brain. <laughs> I'm trying. This is the matrix. <laughs> We're in the matrix. You've hacked the brain. You're giving us a new internal dialogue. <laughs> That's what it's all about. If you had a friend who talked to you the way you sometimes talk to yourself, how long would that person stay your friend? I mean, they get slapped upside the head. E exactly. <laughs> exactly. We are so critical of ourselves. Oh my it's gosh, we're unreal. terrible to ourselves. I'm terrible to myself. Um, I, I think we all are. But when, when we can have that gratitude and really concentrate on, I'm grateful for. Um, when when we can have that mindset change if someone really pisses us off you know when i meet people i assume that they're having the worst day of their life i don't know what they're going through someone pisses me off or there's a wait person that's waiting on me at a table at a restaurant and they aren't very nice i take it as a challenge to make them smile and laugh Oh, wow. Right? To be yeah. that ray of sunshine, to be that silver lining, to to just, I've got to let them borrow courage or borrow hope from me because I filled my cup and I know how to fill my cup because I know myself um, to where I can, I can offer that to them and not knowing what they go through, but everyone I, I meet, I try and, and come to them with that way of thinking. Definitely. Yeah, and wow, that is powerful. You you definitely, you know, with the acronyms, with mm -hmm. the way you see life, the way you approach it, it's almost like an evolved form. So it's like you mm -hmm. took that trauma and you've evolved. You, you somehow made it a positive in your life uh, in really unique ways. Trying to, and trying to help other people realize that. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, we go through crap in life um, crap and fertilizer stink right definitely but fertilizer has an additive that makes beautiful things grow out of it definitely. I'd much rather have fertilizer that fertilizer that additive resources community for me my faith yeah um, plays a big part in it and I want something beautiful to grow out of that absolutely so Don suicide and my son missing and you know my stroke that's just it, it it's not just something that happened to me it's my choice how i deal with it um but i i don't want it i don't want don's death to be for nothing all right i think the same right? way i think the same way um yeah you don't want it to be for nothing you want you want it to have a positive change somewhere in the world. Mm -hmm. um, another reason why I, I, I don't drink is because of uh, a friend of mine from Guam who we all, we all got in the bad habit in Guam because it was, the drinking age was 18 at that time. It's mm -hmm. no longer 18. And I was 19. And that's when I started getting that bad habit, you know, 
I had a lot of friends in Guam, but when I got to Japan and Okinawa, I was on night shift. I was on twelves, mm. and I didn't know anyone. I, mm. I, that's when it started Isolating, getting hard. Huh? Yeah. It started getting real hard, you know, at that point. Um, and that that guy's name his name's Michael Burgerstock, and he was always the drunkest one of the bunch. And I we always you know we kind of made a joke of it, you know. But looking back, like he really truly had a problem, mm. and he ended up dying of alcoholism mm. uh he got out the military and he he passed away he's probably in his uh mid 30s wow. really sad uh and and part of why i don't drink is also to take that tragedy of of this guy who i knew was troubled and never got the help he needed and and trying to let that be a positive in my life by not drinking to also honor him you know, so that I don't continue that trauma in, into my own life. Right. So, like, that was my attempt at honoring him, yeah. you know, with, with not drinking. So, like, I totally understand when you say you don't want him to have died for nothing. Yeah. I, I totally yeah. feel and understand what you're trying to do with that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's hard sometimes, you know, especially traveling as much as I do. But I love it absolutely love it and i am remarried so we met on match.com sean hell Lang. yeah yes we met on match.com it works i seen him um, he's a stud i seen him yeah. in his mess dress <laughs> that's right bro you, you should see stud, him in his dude. kilt no no that's that's what it is that it's is. a mess dress top and a kilt bottom right well it, it's like a mess dress we did find out that each of the branches have their own tartan, and there is a kilt for the yes. each of the branches. He wants to get the Air Force kilt. The kilt that yes. he wears is not with his mess dress jacket, but there is a kilt that you can wear with your mess dress yeah, jacket. I've seen it. I've seen He's people Irish do that at bowling Air Force yes, Base. I don't yes. know. I was like, what it's is amazing. going on? It's amazing. It is. Um, but to, no, you're you know, stuck, To bro. his her heritage and all. Um, but, um, yeah, so... You know, life goes on, and Sean is, he's Air Force Reservist, so I'm a recruiter. He was Navy Reserve when I met him. I said, I don't understand your acronyms. You need to come over to the Air Force. But really, wow. he's cyber. He was cyber in a civilian job, intel in the Navy. They didn't really jive, um, so he came over to the Air Force. He's a um, cyber, cyber gladiator, nice. um, and he is so supportive of me traveling telling our story yeah. i don't know many spouses who can live in the shadow of a previous life right he lives in Don's shadow and he knows it. we talk about it um and he understands and supports it because he knows what the story and that voicemail is doing it is saving lives i had someone walk out i was um at a, a an air force base Gave my, was giving my presentation. I always ask for a chaplain or an inflac or you know helping agencies in the back of the room. And a gentleman walked out during my son's voicemail, and he went back and handed the chaplain his suicide note. Oh my God! He was planning on taking his life that night. He was. It was mandatory to come to you know the tactical pause. Um, wow. He didn't know what I was going to talk about. Yeah. And but he had two little boys at home. This it was very similar to And that voicemail. Yeah. That voicemail is and it's not just saving one life. It's saving a family, it's saving a community, it's saving a future. He is doing so well right now. I mean, 
they, but that's and it that's what keeps me going. Yeah. The support of my husband, the the support of my son to use that voicemail. He still has not been able to sit through my presentation and listen to that. Um, he's still embarrassed. I've spoken at Edwards twice, and he hasn't been able to to sit through. But he does eventually want to present with me. How powerful would that be? That would be to hear that voicemail, and then this young man, this twenty seven year old, you know, yeah. come walking out. Um, but it's it's the support of my family to keep doing it and to travel, and I love it. And and I I would just like to say that if any installation or any organization out there would like to hear me, you know, have me come out and be the emotional support human. That's what sets my soul on fire. Um, and I promise we end on a high note. We talk about the acronyms. Yeah. We, you yeah. know, we, we talk about um, how well Ben is doing. We talk about the resources. I find out from every installation, what are their resources? What are the phone numbers? What is the theme that the commander has? And I, I weave that throughout. So it, it really is customized for each organization and every place that I go. Because Grand Forks, North Dakota is very different than McDill. Absolutely. Every um, base has its own climate, its own. They do. Yeah, they all feel different, they do. don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, whether it's maintainers or defender or what, whatever that looks like, I get the opportunity um, to share our story. Wow. To give them a different frame of reference um, and connect with people. That's when I get those phone numbers that I get to text. Um, I, it's just, I love it. And yeah. to hear these stories about, you know, I had one young lady come up and she just bawling. And she said, my sister's been missing for over a year and I thought we were the only one. So your story really touched her. So different aspects. It doesn't right. have to be the suicide part. Someone right. came up to me and said, I had a stroke and I didn't, I still haven't been dealing with it very well. So you, it's, it's really amazing. Like the people who, who contact you afterward. Mm -hmm. I get that a lot with episodes. Yes. Yes. Uh, I even get people saying like, Hey, put me in touch with that guest, please. Yes. You know, I get a lot of messages. So uh, that, Josh, I hope that validates oh, you that you're doing exactly what you need to do. Oh my gosh. I, yeah. The, yeah. The validation is, is nice. Cause not a lot of people say it like in public. Right. right. I mean, just another example, I wrote, uh, like a toxic leadership article, mm -hmm. not a lot of comments on the article itself, but it was downloaded thousands of times. Yeah. So yeah. like clearly, People are thinking about this. Right. They just don't want to say it. Exactly. You know what I mean? So yeah, I love exactly. that. Um, and wow, like, I just feel like you were just an airman through and through. Oh, thank you. Like, as you were talking, I could see you in like a uniform. Like, I feel like in another life, you were like a commander or something. Oh, man. I, I'm serious. <laughs> I, I, got, I got that feeling. Just want to be a teammate. I got that feeling. Um, <laughs> But I do, but have I to do say, love the military. I absolutely. I mean, love yeah, the you were military. brought up with that. Yeah. That was yeah. that was your childhood. My dad had us. Uh, my grandpa was in the Air Force. Mm -hmm. Both grandpas, on both sides, they were stationed in Turkey, um, and so then my dad joined, and then I joined. Yeah. So like, I was brought up in that too. My dad was brought up in that. So That's I totally, special. I totally get that, and I love the legacy. I love, you know, passing the baton, mm -hmm. and. I just want to tell you that what you have done as 
a spouse as an advocate for mental health is just insurmountable. Mm. The impact that you have had on our community. It's just been unbelievable. Thank you. you And you're just this bright sunlight. I, I can't explain <laughs> it. I can just feel it when you're in the room. You have an aura. Good, I love Such it. a positive aura about you. And I'm telling you, if anyone deserves the title of airman, it's you. Aw, thank you. So to me, in thank my heart, you. you're an airman. Thank you. Are, you 20. Are a... Drop down and give me 20 now. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, ma'am. No. Yes, ma'am. Oh, my goodness. Because no. no. I couldn't do 20. I can count for you. I can supervise. <laughs> but, yeah, your tenacity, your, your organizational skills, oh. your ability to not to, you know, put up with with here and no, you keep going forward. March fourth and conquer. That's right. You're just getting after. Yeah. I mean, what you have contributed is unbelievable. Mm, thanks, Josh. I, yes. I truly, truly. So I just want to tell that. you, you know, because you're always thanking everybody thanks. else. You know what I'm saying? So I want to take the end of the conversation to thank you for kicking ass and being there for us. Thank you. I appreciate that. But I'm gonna have the last word. Oh snap! Okay, it is, <laughs> is your that show. Okay? It is your show. It is show. So I, I want to give one last acronym. Okay, let's hear okay. it. Okay. Hope. Oh, hope. Hope has two meanings. Mm-hmm. Hold on, pain eases. It doesn't end. The E does not stand for end. Okay. We've all been through a 10 out of 10 on the pain scale. Yeah. And that there's still that lingering pain. It eases over time. But it doesn't end. And it's okay yeah. that it doesn't end. The other definition is help one person every day. Oh, wow. That's powerful. Do you follow that? I do. Because when I'm in pain, it helps me ease that pain when I get outside of my circumstance and I help someone else. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. But I also really want to encourage people that sometimes that one person you help is yourself. Oh, wow. You've got to help yourself. You've got to help Again. yourself. Fly. 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 Fly, fight, win. <laughs> First love yourself. First love yourself. Fly, fight, win. But wow. you've got to have a, a good foundation. But if, if your foundation feels like it's crumbling a little bit, when you get outside your circumstances and you help someone else, I don't know about you, but I would much rather clean your house than my house. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'd much rather concentrate on, on something else. But most importantly, to remember that hope is not canceled. Hope is not canceled. It's never canceled. Why In is this that? cancel culture yeah. that we have, right? a lot was canceled during COVID. Yes. Hope is not canceled. It's, and it's never always will there. be. It's in our it's heart. It's in our soul. It's, it, it is. It's ingrained in us. And sometimes it's down deep, and we've got to get people to help bring it out and radiate. I hope when you talk about radiating, I hope I radiate hope. You do. You it's do. not a Pollyanna, you know. As soon as I see that smile, I know God, everything's going to be so, okay. Good. Good. <laughs> you call me anytime. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so. Because can't you yeah. hear a smile over the phone? You can. Isn't it amazing? As soon as I it's hear amazing. your voice, I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I can They're tell. They're smiling. Yes. Yeah. 100%. And I'm here for yeah. you, too. Yep. Thank yes. you. Um, I because I know that. you're, like I you do. said, it, it doesn't always, it doesn't go, you know, the trauma is still there. You're finding yep. ways 
to make it manageable you're finding ways to inspire others but it's still there so i definitely want to tell you that i'm also in your corner awesome thank you i'm on your team and so if you ever need me please so winning team winning team do you play golf too i don't oh that's the one piece of advice my dad (laughs) told me he's an air force officer he said son you know how i got promoted is is on the golf course that's how I got promoted. Well, you and know, he the stands other, by sir, that. The other services say that our our battle cry is four. <laughs> but I really miss the mark on the golf thing. Maybe you can teach me. Absolutely. But I'm embarrassed because I'm going to be so trash at it. You're but, teachable. But it's it's outdoors. You're you're yeah. you're communicating with leaders. Like I now know why my dad has always encouraged me to do it. Sorry, dad. <laughs> I will learn. Kristen's going to teach me. <laughs> we'll play best ball. You know, yeah. where whoever's ball goes the further furthest will like putt putt golf. Uh, well, <laughs> not quite. But, I can do that. You know, yeah, okay, yeah. we'll get there. We'll get there. At y'all. least you know how to spell golf. So yes. that's a start. Josh. That's a start. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm on the right path. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank yes. you for this opportunity. I love just spending time with you and and your viewers and your listeners and thank you for giving me the opportunity um to to tell our story um to help me heal and hopefully to let your your viewers and listeners know that to hold on pain eases and to help one person every day and Life is worth living. We are not a burden. We matter. Um, And life is better together. Life is better together. Yeah. And my life is really great now that we've hung out an entire hour and 25 minutes. Yes. My my cup is full. (laughs) Good. I went on an emotional roller coaster with you. But I I let myself feel it all, experience it all so that I can speak on it and help others just the same way you are. Thanks, you are. You you absolutely are. I appreciate that. All right, everybody. Hey, this was Kristen Christie. She's freaking an amazing person. For anyone that's watching or still watching, thank you so much. The audio version uh, will be posted on any music streaming app or herofrontpodcast.com where you can find all the full episodes. It's also on YouTube. I also put it on YouTube. Nice. Yes. You're everywhere. Because my mom only knows YouTube. And so my mom's like, son, can you put them on YouTube? Because I don't yeah. know what a Pandora or iHeartRadio is. Right. So, yeah, they're all on YouTube, too, yeah. for my mom. Good. All right, y'all. That's it. We're getting Thank out of here. Thank you.